Good afternoon and welcome to the author of Path to Freedom. We have Barry. Um, now I've got to say your last name, Megalodidi. Perfect. Nailed it. Um, we're here today to talk about the launch of Barry's new book and also to talk about all things vision. If there's anyone I want to talk to about vision with, it's Barry. Barry's taught me everything I need to know in my business about how to find my purpose, my core values, my vision. So I want to share his words of wisdom with you today. How you doing, Barry? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. That's okay. You deserve every word of it. Now, I'm one of the few lucky people to have been um, privy to the book prior to its uh, launch. Yeah. Uh, it's in pre-launch at the moment. So I've read the manuscript and I just loved it. Um, uh, the, the path, the steps, it's just what, a, it just what people need. Small business owners need to have a system in place that they can follow, um, something that gives them a guide. Now, that's what the path to freedom was for me. Um, did you want to give a rundown of um, what led you to um, the steps and what led you to your path to freedom? Yeah, um, I guess, funnily enough, it started off as a lead generation campaign about five years ago. And so, you know, I've had a coaching business now for maybe eight, eight and a half years. Uh, never started in business. And I talk a bit about that in the intro, kind of where it started for me. I, I actually failed pretty bad in business. And so never in a million years did I ever think that I'd be a coach of business owners. Uh, a good one it, too. It kind of happened, it happened to me. I, didn't, I, I definitely never chose it. Um, but I, I guess, yeah, we were looking a few years ago. Of, of I, I was making nearly a million bucks a year. I had, I think, 15 clients at the time. I was working two days a week. And I was like, wow. I feel I need to help more people. Like I've got money, I've got time, I still need to help more people. And so in order to do that, we need to start to work out how to advertise online. Yeah. And so I just uh, come up with this title, Nine Steps to Systemize Your Business. And I went through and worked through like, what are the steps back then? And it's funny how that sort of intuitive notion or decision, you know, five odd years ago, then formed a core, I guess, methodology we teach now at the Game Changers. And yeah how we've just further embed that, embed that, embed that, not only in our businesses, but our client businesses too, and have gone a hell of a lot deeper than the initial kind of nine steps of what it was. But I think the most important part, Nicola, is that uh, the steps are useless without the psychological shifts that the business owner needs to make. And that's where I think that there's a core difference in this book yep. and in what we teach as a game changer is it's not just about vision, mission and values and KPIs and goals and systemizations. It's around the fundamental shifts that we need to make as a business owner in our identity and the way that we identify with our business and within ourselves to actually build a profitable business that can work without us. A lot of people have profitable businesses, but they're stuck working in them. And the moment they go to shift out, they kind of self-sabotage and many don't work in the business, but aren't making any money. Mm, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what I found only probably a year ago before I found the system and the steps. And I was able to find that the mindset was what was, um, you know, that saying, if you have to get out of your own way, yeah. because we think that we have to be involved in everything. And we think that we have to be the one where it all stops. And it just doesn't happen like that. Um, we have to be the driver. We have to be the driver of the ultimate vision. And like in your book, where you have your vision is that section that's just over the hill. You never quite get to it. Um, but you need your mission and, and as, as your guide to get there. And I think that's when you're saying systemization and your, your steps. Um, this is something that it, it can work, um, but it needs to work with a mindset. 
because if you don't have the right um, values and, and core and, and driver, then it, it won't get there. It just won't yeah. get there. And you won't yeah. have a team that will enable you to get there together. And I think that's the most important thing I've learned over the last years about incorporating that vision and getting your whole team involved in it. Yeah. I, I feel a lot of business owners have a very short-term focus. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they go into business... Uh, we've kind of been preconditioned from a young age to uh, uh, appreciate uh, short-term gratification, you know, like it's like, you know, from a very young age, we'd cry and our mother or father would sue us, you know, so we learned from a very young age that, 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 that action equals reward and so forth. And so, you know, people go into business because they're kind of wanting to create more freedom for themselves, yet most of the time they end up working more hours and getting paid less than working for somebody else. Yeah. And it's been their wills because they're trying to focus on, what's the next lead generation system or how do I improve my sales conversion or, you know, let's go and systemize my business now, but they do the wrong things at the wrong times. Mm -hmm. And what happens is even if they get to a, to a position where their business is deeming some form of success, like i.e. they're paying themselves a wage and this thing is starting to grow and work. What happens is that later, later down the track, they hit this brick wall they can't get through mm -hmm. and they can't get through because the fundamentals aren't set up in the first place. And this is where I, I guess, you know, over the last um, 10 or so years that I've been coaching, or so eight years I've been coaching, 18 years I've been in business, I realized the importance that when we put these things in place first, not only does it create a very solid foundation now, but it actually allows us to have uh, a lot easier path later on. Whereas business owners now, it's like they hustle, they, 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 you know, try to do all this stuff now, but then later on the track, they keep hitting these brick walls and wonder why they can't get through. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's that way of making sure that you've got the foundations in place so that when you do grow, you have that uh, strong ability to be able to grow without having to consistently worry about um, things happening uh, at the lower levels. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, um, I know for myself, you go from a solopreneur to all of a sudden hitting that wall and getting super busy. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, you're running on adrenaline, literally, because you're getting people on, you've got new clients. But what happens then is you're not in control of your profit, you're not in control of your margins, you're just taking clients on that don't suit your core or your niche and before you know it it's out of control and you no longer <laughs> at the wheel and I think that's where your book gives the steps especially for people new to business that can do it from the beginning or those like myself that have been in business for say five or six years that can then go back and re-establish those uh, processes and make sure that they can then get um, a vision that their whole team can go with and the processes to back it up. So um, I think it's invaluable that people have your book in regards to small business and have it as a Bible to allow them to, to go through those steps and not miss any and allow them to have that foundation. So it's um, wonderfully written in that regard. It's not one of these books where you can have... Um, so many chapters of things you don't understand it's written in a way that is systemized and you can flow and i think that that was um, a job well done in that regard thank you thank you i, I think um again though it's it's uncomfortable to go through and put in place what i share in the book because mm -hmm. a lot of it is changes in the being versus doing mm -hmm. and a lot of it there's not that immediate gratification like if you go on like the first three chapters vision mission values Right. If, if you go and set up your vision, it doesn't mean you've got money coming in the door. Mm. Like, like in actual fact, it doesn't bring money in the door at all. Right. Not, not that we can perceive as opposed to maybe, oh, I've gone and built this funnel and I'm running paid advertising and leads coming in. But that's a, that, that is a very short term focus compared to actually putting in place your vision first, 
your mission second, then followed by your values, because that becomes the fundamental structure in which you build your skyscraper. You can't build a skyscraper on, on, a, on a lead generation funnel. No, because you're always going to fall back on that, because even when you're trying to produce um, a brand or produce a voice, um, you have to have a voice, an authentic voice. And if you don't know what it is you're actually in business for, or you don't actually know what it is you stand for, then no one else is going to come along on the journey with you. And I find that the one thing of having that mindset and having a vision of where you see you sitting in um, in regards to your business and the market and what impact you want to have on people, uh, then that allows you to have the content that reflects that instead of just throwing up lead generation or an ad. It may produce sales in the short term, but in the long term, you won't have that um, customer buy-in or that loyalty, which will eventually, uh, once you have your systems in process, have returned visitation to your business and loyal customers. And I think that's when people need to make sure that they can sit down properly, not just give lip service to um, the fact that they have a vision or a purpose for that fact, because it, people will see straight through it if it's not authentic. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. I think like if you grow a business properly, as you're making more money, you should also be having more time. Yet time and time again, I see business owners that start making more money. They start having less time because they're stuck in this old paradigm of like the employee mindset. You know, we, we, most of us have started off being an employee for someone where the more hours we work, the more we get paid. Yet that mentality is what keeps business owners stuck and what keeps business owners not achieving their full potential because there's this unconscious bias that means like I have to work to get paid, yes. right? Whereas that's not the way to grow a successful company. And so if your company's growing right, I honestly believe as you make more money, you should be getting more time. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's through doing things the right way, which is first and foremost, like getting that solid foundation in place around vision, mission and values, uh, around goal alignment, and then rolling that out throughout your team. Yeah, and um, with regards to team, do you think um, the small business owners, should they involve their employees in the production of the, you know, the core values for the business? Or is that something that needs to be um, firstly driven by the owner's purpose, their own purpose in life? You know, what they see they want to get out of life. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, And and it's six to one, half dozen to the other. It depends on the size of the business. Like Mm -hmm. for me, um, I very much involved my team early on and we had a process where we kept on refining the values every quarter for, for almost two and a half years before we landed on where we're at right now. Uh, and in that period of time, we had staff come and go. Uh, looking back now, uh, my recommendation would be is if you've got a large organisation where you've got uh, levels of management in place, absolutely involve the top tier managers. But it shouldn't be a process of like making values. It should be more of a process of discovering values. And that's what I've kind of learned going through the time is that, you know, we put these values in place and they kept on changing. But what we've actually landed on is, is what was discovered within the business, not what something we created. Yes. And so I think if you're a small organization, you need to you need to look inside yourself and discover what it is for you, right? And it should be three to five, I think, maximum values for an organization. But again, if you're a larger organization, absolutely, like in, in, you know, uh, involve your senior leadership team. But I don't think necessarily to every staff member at every level because, you know, if there are staff members that are on a casual job or they're going to, you know, come and go, like, do you really want their essence, their input of something that you're trying to create long term? 
Yeah, and that's right. And I mean, ultimately, the the vision needs to be from the um, the visionary, doesn't it? It needs to have that vision, and then to incorporate uh, incorporate the team within that um, that culture, so that they all buy in. Yeah. But it it can't be. It has to have some impact, and they have to have some say. Um, but yeah, it definitely has to be something that everyone can buy into. But it doesn't have to be lip service. That's what I don't like. Companies just throw in these generic things that are very lip service, and they don't really mean it. Um, so that's why I think it takes, um, yeah, you can't have things you don't really, really believe. So I think that's right. If you can have your team and you can adjust and your team grows and those values may grow, um, and grow with the team. And I think that's yeah. imperative that you're all involved in that process. Yeah. The way that I talk about, it, I, I should show image here over the shop. So that's, ah, that's there that I've got in the book. And the way that I talk about it is like this is that, you know, up the top here, uh, the sun and the horizon, that's kind of like your vision. So that's the thing that you can't, it's like the rainbow, right? You're constantly try, stri striving to find the end of the rainbow or to, to, to find that sunset, but you can never quite catch it. Right? That's the vision. That's the thing that, that, that's bigger than you, right? It's very different to a monetary goal that like, you know, I just know, so, know so many business owners that chase materialistic things and wonder why they stagnate or plateau, yeah. right? The vision should be something far greater than you. And I dive like a whole chapter deep into that. The path here in the middle right up the, up the mountain is what I'd call your mission or your BHAG, your big audacious goal. That should be more so set like a goal. It's got a defined start. It's got a defined end. It's measurable. It's tangible. You know exactly what it is. It, you, your team's able to move towards achieving that. And the mission, you should know that if you achieve the mission, you've taken a big leap forward towards achieving your vision or your legacy, right? The compass here though, which is what we're just talking about now, the compass here, this represents your core values. So this is what lets you know along, along that journey, whether we're on path to achieve our, our mission and to move towards our vision of sunset or we're off course. So the values act as that guiding principle that uh, guides the behaviours and the habits of the organisation. Whilst the mission is something that's achievable, the vision is something that's, that, that's intangible and that you're constantly chasing. Yeah, and that's what I love about your book in regards to setting that out for small business owners that have never really had to think about something uh, along those lines. So they're just more about, I need sales, I need sales. To actually see it written down and to actually understand it in those concepts just makes it very easy for them to visualize it. And that's what I tell my clients as well as the thing is the vision is that thing over the hill from when from reading your book and your mission is the guidepost there, your core values are the compass. Um, and then also um, any decision your staff make they know what your core values are and they should then be able to make those decisions without having you involved all the time because they know what the company as a whole what they stand for and yeah. i think that's where when you get bigger if that is not in place that's when people have their own agenda and a lot of um a lot of places can then have uh, managers or leaders that have their own agenda and then it tends not to be um cohesive as a company yeah. and i find that that's where um if you can have those core values in place and the buy-in from your your team then that's less likely to have an impact as you grow because those yeah. people will grow and the vision will go with them. I, I guess it's, it's funny. I just had an analogy drop in while you were sharing that. It's kind of like imagine planting like an oak tree, right? You don't just want to go and plant that thing at the front, like wherever you choose your house, because, you know, eventually it's going to grow and it's going to get so big that you're not able to move it that easily. Like sure you could move it, but it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to be expensive and there's a chance the thing might die in moving it. And I guess like when you look at growing a business, it's the same thing. Like you want to make sure that where you're planting the tree, like where you're planting that vision is what you're hoping to ultimately grow into. Now, it's not to say it doesn't shift and evolve, but you raised a beautiful point that 
you know, without having a vision mission value in place, you can grow your, your business to five employees, to 10 employees, maybe 20 or 30, but there will come to a point where you lose control of your employees, where you're finding that you haven't got the accountability in place. They're not doing what they're supposed to do or what they're told to do. And you kind of start to run a bit of a shit show. It turns into a circus. Now, and the common question is, well, how do I, how do my, how can I help my staff to become more accountable? And the question, the answer is always vision, mission, values. But it's so much harder to try and insert it when you've got a tree that that's 16 foot, 20 foot out the front, grown, half grown already. It's a lot harder to move it than, than, than planting it in the right place in the yeah. first place. And that amount of effort to plant in the right place at the right time in the first place is a lot less than trying to curb the direction of a team of five or 10 or 20 um, rogue employees that aren't aligned to anything outside of you trying to, to tell them what to do. And this is the thing. This is where you're able to, to sit back and ultimately have a business that operates as if you're there, even though you're not, you know, like, you know, yourself, yeah. you attended our event last week. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't plan. I didn't organize it. I didn't present it. It's like, I didn't have a presenting spot other than the opening and closing. Yeah. Yet the event still ran as if I was there. It still exactly. looked and felt and smelt and acted as if it was any other event that I had been attending or had been presenting at because it's aligned with our vision, mission, and values. Yeah, and that's right. And also being part of that, um, the Game Changers team myself, um, it's had that thing of we all feel the same. Every business owner within that group has the same core values because we're all there for that reason. So yeah. you tend to attract people that have that same sort of mindset. And you know yourself, even clients that you bring in, um, that's like the book, The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz in regards to um, those pumpkins that don't help you build a big, beautiful business. They're the ones that sap your energy, that don't pay you on time, that you know are just toxic. Um, and that can happen in staff as well. So I think they're the people that aren't aligned, that have their own agenda. And if you know exactly who you stand for, then we've spoken about before, when you're looking at hiring, firing staff, um, it's really based, it doesn't get personal. It's based on the performance of how they fit within the uh, core values and your, your vision. And then, you know, are they adapting to that? Are they not? Well, then that's how you know if they're a right fit. And that makes it just hundred times clearer for small business owners when they're looking at building their company or their business in bigger and they're trying to get the right stuff. Every decision should be based on your vision, mission values. Every decision to do with marketing, to do with sales, to do with onboarding clients, to do with recruitment of staff, to do with remuneration, to do with uh, performance, like, like everything is pinned off those core things yet I think that that often we have this narrow mindset of like, oh, it doesn't pay the bills. Like I need to go and sell more clients. I need to, to, to deliver more widgets because that pays the bills. But you're not in business just to pay bills. You're in business to create something far greater then we're going to have working for someone else. Yeah, and the thing is, if, if it does become about just paying the bills, then you, you're off direction. Um, you're, you're going to be taking on any work and then you're going to be taking on the work that doesn't serve you, um, the ones that's not profitable, and ultimately you're not happy. So as much as you can sit down for a full eight hours, really, and do your proper vision and mission and start, and then you do, you know, your customer avatar and all those things that people say, I haven't got time to. And then you think, well, you don't, you have to have time for it. Otherwise, you're never going to know who it is you're trying to 
to do business with and, and how you're going to grow. So my, my one thing that I've learned over the last um, time since being with yourself and the game changes is to really focus on what it is that we do well and to really grow that. Uh, to really have an authority in that area and to really, um, you know, uh, better is not better, different is better, as Mike McCallowitz says. And I, that's really taught me something when regards to the pumpkin plan in that you really need to find what it is that you do well, but then how do you market it differently and how do you uh, put your immutable laws, which is what he talks about, which is basically the core values in place so that when yeah. you do grow it, you're growing a big pumpkin, but you're growing it in line with um, what you are as a person and what feels right to you so that your staff know exactly um, also how to do it when you're not there. And I think that's really right. important. And a lot of businesses don't have, and that's where they fall down. I think from uh, businesses that I've dealt with, that don't treat their customers or even their clients really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just think what's important um, if someone's stuck on their statement, like their mission statement, because people get confused between a vision, a vision and a mission. Uh, that's always questions that I get. And that's why I like to explain the, the sections from your book in regards to the vision is something you never quite achieve, like, you know, wanting to solve world hunger, you know, that sort of thing. You're never going to achieve it, but you can work towards it. Absolutely. And a mission is on your way there. So when somebody's doing a mission statement, um, what are some of the ways you can help them uh, dig deeper um, into that statement to actually right. um, flesh it out a bit from their overarching vision? How do you get them to then break it down into a mission that's, um, you know, relatable and they can actually try to achieve? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, in the book, we actually give, after every chapter, we give um, basically how to, so how to create your vision, how to create your mission, which is a step-by-step guide to go through uh, and do that. I guess the biggest thing is, is once we're clear on what that vision is, or at least like your vision and mission will constantly change. That's something that will keep changing as you keep evolving and keep becoming clearer on your path. I, I guess, you know, imagine you jump in the car right now, it's pitch black and you turn the lights on, but you say, you know what, I'm not gonna drive home until I can see the whole journey ahead. You know, the lights provide you with just enough uh, view to, to safely continue to drive, seeing just enough of the road ahead. And I, I guess your vision and mission will change in that way as well. Yeah. If you're clear on your vision though, it's a matter of kind of asking questions like, okay, if we were to take a significant step towards achieving world hunger, what does that look like? You know, and what, how can we start to tangify that? So it might be odd to, you know, to distribute 100,000 meals to the homeless um, in 2020, for argument's sake. So you start looking at, well, what's, what's a chunk that we can achieve that moves us close to achieving that, that's measurable, right? That's uh, specific, that, that's realistic, and there's a time frame attached. Mm -hmm. So a mission might be to, you know, grow our client base from this number to this number by this amount with a net promoter score of eight. It might be, a mission might be, as I said, to feed 500,000 families across Australia, you know, by the 31st of December 2020. So it's starting to become a lot more specific. And I, think, I guess um, the biggest thing I'd say is, is progress over perfection. Right? What stops a lot of business owners is trying to get things right. And... It stopped me a lot trying to get things right, trying to get things perfect. It's like, oh, what if I put this down? It's not the right thing. It's like, what if I put it down? It's not the right thing. At least I'm moving forwards. So remember the analogy about turning the lights on. It's like, just get in the freaking car, start the engine, turn the lights on and drive it as far as you can see. And then if you need to stop again to, to, to uh, think things through, to make new decisions, do so. And then drive again. Like you don't have to have the whole journey mapped out to take the first step. Like go with what you've got now. If yeah. you haven't got a great big grant, like if your mission is just to earn $200,000 a year and retire your partner so they don't have to work anymore, that might be where it starts for you. It doesn't have to be 
something to solve world hunger. It just has to be something that you can aim towards and that you feel excited about achieving. Yeah, and it's something that gives you the passion to keep going and keeps you drive, uh, keeps you driven to get there. And and I think, like you say, it's it's about coming back to and evaluating it as you're going, and not thinking that that's something that's going to have to always be there for the entirety of your business because it will change. Yeah. And uh, you know those ninety day um, plans that we put together in regards to reverse engineering, I find that to be really important. If you want to have a goal, you need to reverse engineer how to make that happen. So if you have a vision then you have a mission and after your mission you would then work it down into um, projects and tasks and then after that it's something that you can in bite-sized chunks and I think that that's something that people don't tend to do they tend to just stop at the project mm -hmm. and they see the project sitting there and it sits there and it sits there and then they get despondent that they haven't started it progress over perfection you don't start it because you don't think you're going to do it right and then you never start it how many people do we know that have done that over the time uh, yeah. me included on bits and pieces but I, I've really found that progress over perfection has been my mantra the last six months because I mean otherwise if you don't start or at least try and put something down on paper it's like writing your book if you know you could have procrastinated forever but you decided it was the time in your life to sit down and actually put down all that experience and and you did it and you sat down and you did it i mean and that's where people can procrastinate but if you hadn't put one word on paper to start off with you wouldn't have actually been able to get to the end so i think it's imperative that people sit down and they just reverse engineer whether it's just doing one project or whether it's just not to overcommit either yeah and and get the book for the sake of 30 bucks you know this is honestly 18 years of experience in business. I, you know, one of my first businesses was bankrupt for 1.3 million. I've invested well over a million dollars in my education between books and courses and coaches and mentors in the last 18 years. And for the sake of 30 bucks, it's like you get to overcome a lot of that that I've had to do the hard way. And it's not like my opinion on things. It's things that we've used and proven time and time again with businesses we've worked with. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I can attest to all of that in, in nearly uh, 11 months. Um, in my mindset, it's just completely changed on how to grow. And it's all about um, progress over perfection. It's just about vision. It's about trying to get all of that stuff. I'd never taken the time to actually do because I'd been too busy um, yeah. just uh, treading water. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so highly recommend. I've read the book. I love it. I mean, I live it daily with the game changers as well. And um, the, in regards to the, the steps and the strategies, uh, when you said you did the lead generation to start it off, I mean, that was still a game changer, excuse the pun, for um, so many people that were able to even download and look into that because systems and systemization is not something a lot of people just automatically think of. Uh, so to see it so clearly written down is a good start for people. And then your book is a, is a, a magic follow-up in regards to, I've, if I'd had it five years ago, it, it got, God knows where I'd be now, but it's just that thing of having it written down so well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you say, for that price, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? So Path to Freedom is the name of the book. It's currently on pre-order. Um, you can get pre-order. The Audible and the e-book is available for download now. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so on Amazon? Amazon and also um, we've got listed this morning on uh, Apple iTunes and iBooks as well. Perfect. So why you, you can't say you haven't got time to read it because you can put these on and do whatever you need to do. Um, and that's usually how I do most of my books, although some I love to actually touch and hold yeah. and put on bookcases you know some of them i have to have now there's um the pre-launch uh which is there's some great value that you can get by pre-ordering 
uh, yep. the books because uh, the launch date's the 3rd of August, being Monday. So um, I'll be putting a link up um, and uh, in, on how to uh, get your copy for the pre-launch and all the stuff that comes with it. Uh, so Barry's been great enough to give that link to me to hand out to you guys. And um, it's been wonderful having you, Barry, to talk about Thanks my passion. So which is vision. Um, so I really appreciate it. And, and also thank you for allowing me to read the book prior to the launch, because it really was a pleasure. And, um, and anyone who's looking um, for someone to help with their mindset and things, the game changers is just an absolute dream. Um, Barry and the team, um, small business just um, is not the same without them. So I wanted to thank them for that as well. They've really helped me and my team. So I really, really appreciate it. And um, Path to Freedom, everyone, it's out on Monday. Pre-orders available now, Audible and ebook available now through Amazon for download. And Barry, I'd just like to say thanks again. And hopefully you can get back to Bali soon and start writing some more books. Thanks, Nicola. I really appreciate it, Mel. <laughs> no worries. All right. See ya. Bye-bye.